I had a chance to catch up with Blake Trinan at Oracle Park yesterday after he threw from 90 feet. Oh, wait. Yeah, he corrected me. That's 120. But... One, 120? Did I shortchange you? Yeah, 100%. It's a progression, and today was a big milestone, and you're cutting me short. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. And how many crunches did you do? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over the down period of not doing anything, uh, I got a couple spare tires around the midsection. So <laughs> Travis is trying to whip me back into shape. You know I'm an emotional guy, right? So should I, should I get emotional over seeing you throw from 120 feet? No. I mean, I am because God is good. He's, he's working me through this injury in, in ways that I would have never expected. And so seeing his hand and provision over my health is anything short than a miracle. I'm just great, very grateful to be here and yeah. grateful for the power of prayer. How have you been able to get through all this? You know, I know you're a guy that wants to help the team. I'm sure it's been difficult for you. How have you found a way to just stick to your process to try to come back and help the team? Well, I'm not a very vocal like leader kind of individual. Um, some might not even view me as a leader, but I try to just go about my business the right way. And um, Anytime something like this happens where you get some setbacks due to an injury, you try to reevaluate how you go about your business and you might be doing something right for a few years and then something else comes in and you got to start retweaking your your preparation your your uh preventative rehab stuff your strengthening so that was an eye-opener and you, when anytime you go through something you can view it as a negative or a positive and i'm trying to find the positives in it and the positives is i found ways to help help myself stay healthy for uh, years to come um i have some pretty lofty aspirations on how long i want to play and um, as long as God's willing to keep me here, then I'll, I'll do it. Um, but it's not going to be because of a lack of effort on my part. Yeah. Um, the way I stay stay mentally there is I've I've seen teammates go through uh, some mentally challenging situations when it comes to health, and it's not fun when we're geared up to prepare ourselves every single day to compete, and you sit there and the only thing you're competing against is yourself in the weight room, and your preparation and your you know soft tissue work. Your I mean trying to be a husband and a dad at the same time like it's different when you're not competing and you're away from your kids you know so um and your wife it's like yeah i just try to find the best way to to be present and invest in my teammates you know they're they're, they're my family when i'm on the road for sure so um yeah it's been great have you found competition in doing what you're doing, competing against yourself, competing against your strength coach travis smith who puts you through the grind every day you know, I've always been somebody who's been intrinsically motivated. I think that comes from my faith. Uh, everything I do, I'm not doing it for the praise of man or for the, anything in this world. It's to honor and glorify my Father in heaven. So that that's where it starts. And then uh, the L.A. fans are like this, um, basketball fans in general, I guess. Uh, I heard a Kobe quote one time is like, you can't love the, you know, the peak of your aspiration. You got to enjoy the process because once you hit your milestone what what is it after that you know because like, yeah. you've been preparing years and years to get to that milestone and then you're there then what you know so you fall in love with the preparation and the process and you'll never you'll never have a milestone you'll never you won't hit because every day is the milestone you're conquering and you've prepared yourself to hit it every day so when i heard when i heard that is like fall in love with the process that was a that was a good one for me to try to embrace it was hard it's yeah. hard falling in love with kicking your butt every day and then realizing how out of shape you can be when you take just a couple of weeks off it's like it's crazy so um yeah it's, it's definitely been a weird year for for baseball it's been a weird year for me uh, you know physically mentally spiritually it's just it's a it's a blessing uh to go through struggles like this because it, it definitely strengthens your resolve 
I remember that quote from Kobe. He talked yeah, about the journey. I butchered it. The journey. I butchered it, it's all about the journey. It's yeah. all about the journey. It's not. There you go. Thank you. You're, you're the you're the Kobe guy. I appreciated Kobe a lot later in life than I did yeah. when he was probably in his prime. Same here. Yeah. Same here. We're uh, we're giving it a Blake canvas today here in San Francisco. Blake Trinan is joining us. You like that? You like how I played on words and your name? I bet that took you three days to think of. <laughs> hey, I was prepared well, for this. Three years. I mean, you've known me for three years. You've been trying to think of something since you snagged me down here. You got to have something catchy to tag it. Like, yeah, Blake canvas with Blake Trinan. <laughs> <laughs> we we wanted to talk baseball, so I'm yeah. giving you a, a blank canvas for Blake Trinan. You and you've had a lot of young guys come up from AAA. Max Muncy just came back from AAA. What have you heard about some of the, speaking of weird, some of the weird rules that they're trying to implement in the minor leagues with the eyes on Major League Baseball? Leave them there and get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't need any more changes in baseball. I've said it in spring to somebody. I'll say it again. Is You know, a lot of these baseball greats that I grew up you know, aspiring to be like, I can't even, I mean, maybe I'm wrong with this, but I, I can't remember a single rule change really that outside of like maybe a slide rule or home plate protection rule for catchers. Yeah. That was really that, that that happened. And I'm coming in there's been rule changes that like the other day we ran into a rule change with like pitchers, like and and position players, like there's so many of them you can't even keep up with them anymore. Let's just keep baseball the way it is. I'm so sick of trying to everybody trying to put a fingerprint on the game. The fingerprint should be the way you play on the field, the way you treat people in the clubhouse, and the way you manage games. You want to put a good team together, put a good team together. You know, you want to invest in things to have a good product. That's fine. But if you're going to try to tweak the rules, like the way they're doing, and they're, I won't be able to teach my kids the same game I grew up playing. So. That's scary for me, too. It's not going to look anything like what we grew up with. Well, and you keep doing this. It's, it definitely has an effect on records, too. It eventually will. I mean, it, the whole 14-second pitch clock, that's garbage, 100% garbage. The idea of speeding up the game, nobody looks at an NFL game and says, hey, speed up the game. And they're like, oh, it's so much quicker. Yeah, the game, the plays are maybe more intense and you're, you're drawn to the TV more, but, like, it's a four-hour game. Really no, three, three and a half to four hour game, no one's complaining. Golf's a full weekend and an all-day event. No one's complaining about golf. Hockey, I, I, what is it, like three 20-minute periods, yeah. and it can take a little bit of time as well. We're the only sport trying to change pace of play. Yeah. Right? Like, And I, I get it. There's no, there's no clock in, in the game, and they're trying to implement a clock. But there's a lot of sports that are <laughs> totally fine and last just as long with the clock if not longer with a clock. So the idea of it to me is just we're trying to reinvent the wheel that doesn't need to be reinvented. Um, not a single pitcher, I think I saw a stat, not a single pitcher in baseball last year threw a pitch within 14 seconds. No. Not a single one. So now you're messing with people's ability to perform with the way that they came up for years and years trying to train you know, to pitch within a, you know, like you control the game, you control the game. I get it. There are some guys that are excessive. I've also played against and seen guys just recently that are excessive getting in the box. Yeah. And I thought we had a rule implemented for players to stay in the box, yes. which I don't care. I really don't. But at the end of the day, not a lot of rules are meant to benefit pitchers. It's meant to affect the way pitchers perform. You know, the balls change. It affects hitters too, but it affects pitchers. We're the ones throwing it, you know. It affects everybody. You want to start changing the time, it's going to affect the pitchers. Like, I'm sure it has an effect on the hitters too. It's just like... It's already such a hard game. You don't need to keep throwing so many things into it. And I know there's people that have good intentions with it, but 
Like, let's just try to have an offseason where rules don't change. Yeah. You know, I'm with you as far as the pitch clock. In Chicago, you and the White Sox played two games under three hours. The biggest reason why was the pitchers were throwing strikes. Isn't that the biggest thing? If pitchers threw more strikes and they actually seasoned their pitchers in the minor leagues and these bad teams just didn't rush pitchers to the major leagues that aren't ready, wouldn't the games go quicker with more pitchers through strikes? You, uh, that's a that's a long discussion for for another day. But uh, you know, to talk about those two quick games, I bet baseball is more focused on the third game that was really long than the two games that were quick. Yeah, um, because that fits the narrative of changing the game. So. I'm pretty sure there was, I think St. Louis had a game that was an hour and a half yes. or something crazy. With the Rays, the same day on getaway day. There you go. So instead of, like, harping on all the bad games, why don't you say, hey, you know what? There's some good things there. What happened? Guys are pounding the strike zone probably. It was a 2-1 game. There you go. Good pitching. So. Lake Trinan is our guest. All right, what about that position player rule? Uh, not allowed to pitch unless it's more than six runs. Are you against that, or how do you feel about position players? Because you guys do have 14 pitchers on your staff right now. You shouldn't need a position player to pitch in a game. Well, it all depends on, on situations. You know, like if you if you really are going to have yourself pigeonholed into guys that are available the next day, yeah. it makes sense to try something like that. Okay. You know, Dave was totally justified in what he was doing. Okay. Um, and just like a lot of managers, they're they're smart. They're not just doing it just to make, you know, like <laughs> something different out there. They're not just <laughs> trying to like throw a curveball. Like, oh wait, why are they throwing a? No, they was doing it for a reason. You know, try to benefit us down in the bullpen and um, and help us win games in the future. Because baseball is a weird sport. Sometimes, you know, you try your best to win games in the moment. But then you also have to like try to win that game and look ahead to tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. It's like, it's a there's no other sport like it, and so um, it's just you know like I think uh, the idea of position players pitching. I think that rule does it to me like does it really matter? Like if it was, here's my thing. Otani is a phenomenal talent, and I think and this only supports my my thought is like if it was Otani playing the outfield, yeah. and he had to come in and throw that they would be okay with it. Right. I'm sure baseball would be okay with it because it's a phenomenal talent and you want to allow that to be able to be used. But in hindsight, you can't just pigeonhole it for one special person. And I'm not saying that, that that's tagged to just one player. I mean, this really isn't that big of a deal to me. Like, it was it was awkward in the, in the moment, but it's an interesting cover, topic to have a conversation about. Yeah. You know, like if a manager wants to make that move, let him make the move. You know, it's funny you brought up the Otani rule. Why didn't anybody raise any red flags that Major League Baseball made a rule for one specific player? And it's kind of weird how we all just accepted it for one guy. Otani, you need to, uh, for one guy, that's the hard part, right? But, like, he needs to be able to do both those things. Like, that's so great for baseball. His ability, if you took away one of those <laughs> sides of the baseball from him, it'd be, an, it'd be a disjustice to the sport and to fans and, and to him. He's, he's been gifted beyond you know a lot of us can comprehend it's it's a it's a very special talent and he needs to be able to do both so So you're cool with uh, a rule just for otani Uh, i mean you're wording it so terrible dave (laughs) well it's just for otani it's the otani rule well that's like buster posey unfortunately had his knee taken out and they made the buster posey rule It, it benefits everybody i didn't like that rule yeah i i think he was out of position okay you know, I, I get it, you, but the the way the, the so was the guy. So was uh, what's his name from the Mets on Chase Utley's slide? He was out of position. He had his back to home plate. Yeah, that's just a different era of baseball, I guess. You know, like playing hard isn't really uh, 
Like playing playing that way, not playing hard. That's a terrible way to say it. But playing that <laughs> way is is kind of found its way out. And you have to understand too the amount of money that's being thrown around for yeah. investments. You're trying to protect your investment. So there, if there's some some subtle tweaks like that, like there's a benefit to it. Now the the bigger discussion is how are they going to enforce the whole idea of blocking the plate? Because yeah. you look at it and you're like, I feel like that kind of matches the whole idea. No one will ever talk about it. Right. Right? There's no lane. Whatever. He's out. You know, like it's another relaxed rule. I don't feel yeah. like it's being enforced as much. Yeah. What's the Blake Trennan rule? What's what's the rule that I can make for you specifically since they made one for Otani and Buster Posey? <laughs> no, we're good, dude. We're good. <laughs> oh, see, I turned the tables. Now I'm a... I don't need that in my life. I'll just take the ball when I'm called on. Oh, man. I love talking to you. You're, you're, you're something, Dave. Your viewers have no idea how good they have it. <laughs> Hey, seriously, before I let you go, can I just pick your brain on two guys in your bullpen right now? Go for it. Let's talk about something light instead of something heavy. Okay. Showtime, Yancy Almonte, and Evan Phillips. Tell me about those two guys because I am blowing those guys up on a nightly basis. As you should. They are – Evan was my pick to click in the the beginning of the year. I felt like he was – I mean, just watching his ability to just randomly learn a cutter and his slider is a different gear this year. It's Wow. Um – he is maybe one particular pitch without saying it away from being something extremely special. Uh, right now he's really, really good. And, um, he's been thrown in some tough situations and he's answered the call. Yancey, I had no, I've no, I know I've played against him. I did not know he harnessed a sinker and the work he's put in from spring training to now, it's like night and day. His velo is, is still the same. He was like four to seven in spring. He's four to seven now. But, like, the action on his sinker, so much more consistent and the ability to control it where he needs to, down in the zone and in, dot righties, like, it's pretty special. And then he learned the slider. The slider in spring wasn't that great of a pitch, but he started working hard with a couple of the uh, staff members, and um, I think he and I had some discussions with, like, some sinker stuff, and I don't I don't really know if it was any slider stuff, but a lot of, a lot of sinker command and, like, sight lines and stuff. And he's – everything he's done is a testament to how hard he's worked. He's – He's a stud and a great person. Both of them are just great people in the clubhouse. Do you love yeah. their mount presence, too, when they're in those late-game situations? Yes. Devin Phillips is amazing. Um, Devin, yes. Uh, and <laughs> What's uh, that yeah, about? Can you tell us about Devin Phillips? There's things stay in the clubhouse. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and Yancey, and Yancey, yeah, Yancey just... I tell him it looks like like a like a pit bull out there, you yeah. know. But like I was like, but you're bigger than a pit bull. You gotta be like a cane corso, you know. So <laughs> yeah, he just he just looks like a big presence on the mound, and yeah, we he's got so many talented arms, you know. Yeah. And everybody's trying to like figure out like some consistency with with you know like roles or mm-hmm. you know like we've had a tough stretch here where we've had some unfortunate injuries and and some guys uh, you know maybe having a shorter outing, whereas like. You know, the first month of the year, things rolled pretty smoothly. Yeah. So this is where, you know, we have a little adversity and, like, watching these guys compete nightly, uh, it's pretty special. So it'll think things are going to things are gonna be really good uh, for years to come for those two guys. I <laughs> love gonna it. Be great, yeah. Do you think Yancey gets annoyed that I call him Showtime every time I see him? Because that's his Twitter handle. God, he has three gold chains. He's fine. You can call, <laughs> you can call him. I, tr- I started calling him two chains, and I realized he had three. So i got to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. I saw the twinkle in your eye when you were talking about them. How about when I, I – I saw the twinkle. There's a twinkle in your eye. Okay. Uh, just good people. Good people. Like you. Yeah, good well, people. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to see you come back. I feel I'm I feel excited. like today some, something happened today. I'm excited to come back. It's tough sitting around. You're like a, 
dog in a cage, just let me out at some point. You know, yeah. I just I'm ready. So I just just got to trust the process and uh, learn what I have to learn through it. So it'll it'll all work itself out, and I'll be back before you know it. I love it. I can't wait. I won't even ask you to tell me when. I don't know when. I don't either. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Blake, I love talking to you, man. Asking the tough questions. Dave Vasse. Yeah. Hard-hitting right here. Hard-hitting Vasse. <laughs> I, I, I'll do seven push-ups for you next time. Why seven? That's my limit. Uh, Ask Brandon McDaniel. Seven is my limit. Your strength and conditioning coach. Seven push-ups, that's it? He's going to pull it up. He's logged it. <laughs> that was uh, six, six, seven years ago. All right, so you got to add a couple more then. All right. That's your punishment for taking them off. By the time you come back to pitch in a game, I'll be up to 10. How about that? I'm going to need 15. Okay. 15. I'll, I'll get to work. All right, let's go. Thanks a lot for the time. All right, have a good one, Dave.